Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. Um, we're coming to you from a slightly bizarre location uh, right now. We're, we're currently sat in an airport. Uh, Alex Richards is with me. Um, Alex, uh, weirdest setting you've ever done a podcast? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it's not quite as good as the pub. Um, it's, it's quite relaxing though, the little part we found. So yeah, no, can't no. knock it. No, it's alright, so it's, it's nice and quiet, but there is a reason why we're in an airport and it's because we've been away. And the reason we've been away is to go to the Europa League final. And as part of that, uh, we managed to speak to Robert Perez uh, quite in depth and, um, yeah, about pretty much everything, wasn't it, Alex? Yeah, very uh, very forthcoming, very nice guy, very humble. Um, he's got some very interesting takes on, on things, certainly. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, yeah, without He's me. also ridiculously handsome as well. Yeah, he, he, he absolutely has got that. He had a great tan. He did. Uh, there was part where I, I had to kind of give myself a little nudge because I found myself just looking at him. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, without further ado, um, this is uh, everything that we, we spoke to Robert Perez about. Robert Perez, really appreciate you joining us on Mirror Football Podcast. Um, first of all, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. You look very tanned. Uh, yeah, because I was in the holiday with the family, oh. so so that's why uh, I have a good uh, good time. <laughs> Anywhere nice? Sorry? Anywhere nice? Uh, I was with the family in the uh, West Indies. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very, very nice. good. Yeah, I think very, very nice. good. Uh, very good weather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, you're back in France for the Europa League final yes. in your role as an Enterprise Rent Car Ambassador. Yes. Um, Europa League final tonight. Are you a little bit gutted that it's not uh, Arsenal, Marseille, two former <laughs> clubs? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that's why uh, I'm um, I'm in Lyon uh, today because I'm ambassador for 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 enterprise. Um, so for me, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a privilege to uh, to work with uh, this uh, this company because everybody knows it's a uh, big uh, company in, in the world. Um, and of course, um, yeah, I wanted to uh, to to see uh, Arsenal. Uh, Olympic Marseille in the final. Unfortunately, we lost against uh, Atletico Madrid. But um, yeah, I think it should be uh, should be a good uh, a good final uh, tonight. Yeah, um, a bit of a shame though that Arsene Wenger didn't have the big grand final, big European final as a as a send off. I'm sure you'd agree. Yes. Um, yeah. Should be yeah. Should, <laughs> should be good if he, if he was uh, Arsenal uh, against Marseille. Especially, yeah, of course, for Arsene Wenger, because I think, he, yeah, uh, he deserves, yeah, he deserves to, uh, of course, to win the, the trophy. Unfortunately, um, it cannot, uh, cannot happen for, for him, for, uh, for Arsenal. But I think the, the most important is to say, yeah, thank you very much, Arsene Wenger, for everything, because you, uh, you, you make a success with, uh, with Arsenal since a long, long time. Uh, you uh, you win a uh, lot uh, lot of title with uh, with this club so yeah I think uh, this is the most important for for the fans and especially for for me yeah. 
Um, you worked uh, obviously with Arsene Wenger as a player and more recently as a coach as well. You've been back at Arsenal yeah. uh, in training sessions. Is he still the same man yes. as he was back then? <laughs> the same approach, the same, every, the way he approaches training, matches, tactics? Or has, has, has he, did he change it all over the years? No, he didn't change, no. No, because uh, he's the same, same person, same uh, manager. Since a long time, he has the same uh, philosophy, uh, same tactically. Uh, so for me, for me, it was a, a privilege, you know, to uh, to be part on the session training with the first team because everybody knows I'm retired. But uh, when 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 I, when you have a, a possibility like me to to train with the first team, yeah, it's very uh, it's very good because sometimes I can I think. I can give uh, some advice for uh, for the f uh, for the for the players, but Arsene no, Arsene is uh, still the same manager and the same uh, uh, person. So that's why I think a uh, lot of people they love so much Arsene Wenger. When you first walked back through the door, was it was it still boss or was it was it had things changed your your kind of relationship mm -hmm. or was it still very much boss and? No, boss he's is <laughs> is still is still the same. So he's a boss to Robert or Robert to the to the boss. Because of course he's not he's not manager, but uh, the most important is uh, for me is uh, is always to respect the person. Um, so so that's why I I call every morning uh, hello boss. Uh, how are you? Uh, you uh, sleep well? Or you know. Uh, because it's for me, it's uh, yeah, it's it's that very important. Respect is there. For yeah, exactly. Yes. It's very important to respect uh, the person, and of course, Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Uh, have you spoken to him at all since the Huddersfield game, his final game? Have you spoken to him? Yeah, I watched. Um, I watched the game, and I'm very uh, yeah, I'm very happy because Arsenal uh, they they finish uh, finish very very good uh, the season. Uh, unfortunately, we we finish at the sixth sixth, yeah. sixth position. Uh, but I think for Arsene Wenger it was uh, very important to uh, yeah to finish with the uh, with the win, uh, especially away, because uh, away this season for Arsenal it was very very complicated, very difficult. So yeah, uh, I think for for Wenger and for Arsenal is a, is a very good uh, very good win uh, against uh, Anderson. Yeah, um, obviously Arsenal are now looking to replace uh, Arsene Wenger. It's an impossible task. <laughs> uh, so a man with kind of so much history at the club. Uh, Mikel Arteta is one of the names who it's mm -hmm. looking increasingly likely that he could be the man coming in there. Um, do you would you be for the appointment of Mikel Arteta? I'm agree with uh, with uh, with Mikel Arteta. Um, yeah, because he know uh, he knows the club. He, he he used to play for for Arsenal. I think he knows the Arsenal philosophy. So yeah, I think Mikel Arteta he have a good um, yeah he have a good profile for uh, uh, to be sorry to be manager uh, Arsenal. So now the question is depend on, on the board is a, a short uh, project or long project. If you want to uh, to go to the short project, maybe it's important if you uh, if you choose the manager they have a lot experience like I say like. Uh, Ancelotti or Allegri, you know. But if you if you want a long a long project, I think Arteta or even Patrick Vieira is a good uh, is a very good choice. So depend on, so I think this question is not for me, but is is for the board for the Arsenal board. Yeah, kind of a strange one because 
Arsenal obviously Arsenal has been there 22 years yeah. but you look across the city and you look at say Chelsea yeah. who've had a lot of success but it's kind of trophy manager goes mm -hmm. then they get another trophy under a new manager then he eventually runs out of steam and gets sacked and just rinse and repeat on that yeah. so you prefer Arsenal to stick with kind of a long term approach <laughs> because obviously but you can't keep doing yeah. that and it doesn't work for every club uh, you know odd question um, this is this is a new for Arsenal because always it was al always the same manager since uh, 2022 uh, uh, season so uh, so now they need to replace Arsene Wenger I think he's not very easy so that's why it's very important to say okay we go on the short or the long yeah. um, project. If I don't know, but if the choice, yeah, Ancelotti, yeah, or Allegri, yeah, I'm very happy. But no, if no, no, I cannot, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot because uh, I don't have my badges. But but if the new man, if the next manager, if they they want uh, my uh, my help. Yeah, I said uh, I said yes because uh, because I want to I want to uh, to help uh, Arsenal and I want why not to help the new uh, uh, the new manager because I want to be on the on the staff because I think I can I can I can help yeah Some, something you can give yes exactly the first team yeah exactly so no to be manager no honestly no no I cannot and I don't want because I don't have yeah I don't have the badges but on the new staff yeah why not. Yeah, of mm -hmm. course. If you were to get your badges, say for example, exactly. in, the, in the long term future, exactly. would it be something you'd be interested yeah, in? Why not? Yeah, because if I'm, uh, if for example, if I'm, if I join the new, uh, the new staff, yeah, I can, I can, I can go for the, you know, for the badges. Yeah. But for the moment, no. Um, so I need take my time. I need to uh, to watch who's the next, uh, yeah. who's the next uh, manager, and after, yeah, I need to take, a, yeah, I need to take a de decision. So is that something you're kind of looking into now, going into coaching route? Because I saw an interview with you from a couple of years ago. Where you mentioned being a sporting director, possibly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it was it was one possibility for uh, for me, and and I hope for for Arsenal. Um, Arsenal, they they chose a new uh, new sport director. Is a uh, He's a German, no? I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, from so Dortmund. I, exactly from uh, Dortmund. So, for me, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not a problem. I, I respect the, the the decision, but I think some ex player they can uh, they can help Arsenal because we know because we know the know the we know the high level and we and we won some titles. And if I can give some advice for the for the players. Yeah, for me, well, yeah, should be, yeah, should be good. Yeah, of course. We won some titles, modest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> went a whole season unbeaten. It's fine. So we'll bring you back to the Europa League now. Obviously, that's the reason we're here in Lyon. That's the reason we're, we're sat with you. Yeah. Um, just tell us about what you've been doing with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Obviously, as we say, you're an ambassador of the company. Uh, mm -hmm. You've been here treating fans of both Marseille and Atletico Madrid, I believe. Yeah, we well, you know. I'm. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you need to ask Luke. He's, he's here. <laughs> but I don't know why Enterprise they chose me. But I'm very happy because yeah. I'm the I'm the new ambassador. I can work uh, with the bigger uh, with the bigger company. Uh, for me, it was very important. For example, to meet the two fans. They uh, they won the um, the prize. It was a prize. Sorry. Exactly. So the the Pansy Bandit. So so everything 
you know everything around uh, this event i think it was uh, it was perfect so thank you I repeat but thank you very much uh, enterprise for this uh, uh, this uh, this event and of course uh, i'm here with the uh, with the with the guys they they work for enterprise for the for the final in Lyon. Yeah, I bet the guys winning the competition, taxi ride to the stadium, Rob Epires talking <laughs> to yeah. you all the way there. It's not a bad price yeah. to win, to be fair. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in a fortunate position that we get to do it for, yeah. for work, but yeah. Um, yeah. no, as a, as a, as a general you, If you want for the next season, you can play. If yeah. you want to. Uh, to win the trophy, the the prize. Yeah. Break my name in the hat. Now. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I think um, it's a good prize for the uh, for, you know, for the fans or for yeah. some student because if you are a student, you can you can win the uh, two tickets for the final. So it's very yeah. good for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we mentioned the final. It's Marseille against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Marseille, one of your former clubs, uh, obviously before you came to Arsenal. Mm -hmm. um, Marseille is a club. Are they getting closer to challenging PSG? Obviously, they've had new ownership. In recent years, or, or are they still some way off the pace? But you know, <laughs> it's always the same. I don't like to compare, you know, uh, teams, clubs, uh, players, or, or managers. Of course, Paris Saint Germain, <coughs> they have, they, they can spend a lot of money. They can build a very good team, and of course, they, they won the uh, the league one. And for Marseille. It's a new project, and I, and I think they have a they have a good quality, they have a good potential to to be like a rivals for uh, with uh, with Paris Saint Germain. But actually, no, because Paris Saint Germain is the, is mo the money, the Champions League level that they yeah, but yeah. the level is very uh, you know is very uh, is very high. So um, so that's why, for example, for Monaco, for Lyon, or for Marseille, it's very difficult to follow uh, to follow uh, Paris Saint Germain actually. But maybe next, uh, yeah, maybe next season. If I don't know, but if um, if Marseille they, they 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 will play the Champions League, it's very good because they earn a lot of money, and this money they can spend the money for the for some players. So yeah, so that's why Champions League is very very important for the club like. Uh, Olympic Marseille. I think, I think one of the most uh, intriguing things about Marseille this season has been what is a, a number of players like Florian Tovan Flo uh, yeah, coming, back, coming back from the Premier League where he yeah. really struggled <laughs> but this, this season he's, he's scored I think 26 goals yeah. I think he's got a similar number of assists as Neymar he's been outstanding you know? yeah but you know struggle because because Premier League is very difficult it's very yeah. It's complicated. It's very tight. Every 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 game, every session training. It's I think I think for for me, Tovin, the experience in Premier League was very good. Not maybe not for the fans, for the Newcastle fans, but, but I for think for him. the for him. So that's why he's back to France. He's signing for for Marseille, and since the beginning, is for me is one of the best players in France because he's very regular. Because he, he can make a difference, he score goals, he can uh, deliver, you know, uh, some uh, some yeah. assists. So that's why I think he, he, he find a good balance, and I think the short experience in Premier League it was uh, it was important for for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on to Atletico. Uh, yeah. there, there is a Frenchman in obviously a big, very, very big name Frenchman Who in, is it? in the Atletico team. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Antoine Griezmann, of Who? course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just small names. No, no, he's, he's, sure no, he's um, a small player. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, there's been a lot of links with him recently to Barcelona. Um, yeah, right. interesting move. Obviously, he's playing in a team that has been challenging for major European titles for so long. But up until this point, obviously, we're recording before the final, has never won a major trophy. 
Um, he's he's not won one either. Yeah, he, a, yeah, he's yeah, he didn't win the career. Yeah. He's not he's not actually got a not yeah. senior trophy to his name. Yeah. So uh, I mean. He yeah, sorry, he played four finals, no? F four finals, no? I think something like yeah. that. Uh, no, yeah. two, no, sorry. Uh, two Champions Leagues. Two Champions Leagues. Two Champions Leagues. Euro 2016 as yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Barcelona, would would you say this would be a, a good move for, for a player like him? Or, <laughs> or, or, or should he maybe grind it out at Atletico? Uh, you know, this question, I think it's not for me, it's, it's for Antoine Griezmann, depending on, on him. If if you want to uh, to to to, uh, to take a risk to uh, to be uh, to take a new challenge, yeah, he can go to Barcelona. But Barcelona, you know, is very is very difficult. It's not the same team. It's not the same level. Uh, but if he want to be comfortable, yeah, he can stay at uh, Atletico Madrid. So, yeah. you know, the, the balance is very difficult for him. I think it's very important. Uh, it's for Antoine to take the very good decision. Of course, it would be very difficult. Yeah, yeah because it's one side is Atletico Madrid more comfortable, or Barcelona more, um, you say, uh, more, more competitive because you have uh, Messi, yeah. Suarez, uh, Dembele, so it's not, it's not so easy, so it depends, yeah. I like that you've struggled with that question because I've been thinking about this for the last few days. And whereas at Atletico Madrid, he's very much the main man, and it's kind of built around him. At Barcelona, it's like you'd, you'd be one of a number because I have yeah. Messi, I have Suarez, and it's he, he could very easily be a substitute <coughs> at uh, Barcelona. You know, yeah, exactly. So you know, if if he if he will stay at Atletico Madrid, is number one. If he go to Barcelona, to Barcelona, sorry, is maybe number three or number four, because just uh, behind him, you have Suarez and Messi. So, so that's why the next decision for for Antoine Griezmann is very very important. Yeah, in and of course depend of the the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll move on just from the Europa League now. Um, there's a big domestic game in England this coming weekend, the FA Cup final, oh, the end yes. of the season. Um, as a man who's won FA Cups, scored very important goals in FA Cup finals, uh, we thought we'd ask you. Yes, um, Southampton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we won one nil. <laughs> yeah, um, Manchester United against Chelsea. Um, how, how do you see this one going? For, first of all, obviously, two teams that have had maybe slightly disappointing seasons from what they, from would, they would what they would expect. But normally, uh, you know, uh, Man United Chelsea should be a good uh, good game and a good final and a special uh, special in in the special stadium in Wembley. Um, but if you, I don't know, but if you see the names on the paper, on the field, uh, yeah, sh I repeat, but it should be, yeah, it should be a good. But um, when you play a final, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a little bit difficult. You are more, more nervous, more, you have more pressure uh, because this trophy in, uh, in, in, uh, in UK uh, is very, yeah, is very important, of course, for for the players, but I think more for for the fans, yeah, because yeah. this is a maybe especially for especially I think for Chelsea, they are, I think Chelsea they are more more pressure, yeah, because they need to they need to win something, yeah, and obviously they missed out on the Champions League as well because they missed the Champions League, but Man United no because they they, they finish uh, on the second position, so they go uh, they go straight for the for the next Champions League, 
But I think for yeah, for for Chelsea is very important to uh, to win the the FA Cup. Yeah. From Manchester United's perspective, uh, Paul Pogba still gets criticism almost week in week out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, eighty nine million pounds a huge price tag. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone uh, everyone <laughs> keeps bringing back his, his, his price tag. Is yeah. this <laughs> a stage for him to actually finally make uh, make a point uh, yeah. of, of of his quality? But you, uh, you cannot. You when we talk about uh, Paul, Paul Pogba, he, it's impossible to have uh, a dub, yeah, because he's very good. He's, uh, for me, he has a, a lot, a lot of quality, he has a lot of potential. I know always the people, they talk about money, the transfer. Uh, I know Man United, they spend a lot, a lot of money, but you know, I repeat the same. Even for Paul Pogba, you know, Premier League is very difficult. You know, of course, he learned a very good football when he, when he used to play with um, Alex Ferguson. But when you, when you change the, the country, the football, because he was at the, at the Juve, and when you play in Italy and, uh, and uh, in England, it's not, it's not the same. And so of course, for him, it's more, more difficult because, because a lot of people, journalists, they talk always the money. But you know, is I think it's it's a big pressure for for him because he's still young. So for me, uh, for me, I know this pressure. Sometimes it's very, uh, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, I say just before we we, we finish um, the FA Cup final, can we get a prediction? Which way do you think? <laughs> it, which way do you think it will go? Putting you on the spot there. Yeah. As, as an ex-Arsenal man, <laughs> Chelsea and Man United. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you want none of them to win this. <laughs> Uh, oh, the prediction for the final between Chelsea and Man United. Oh, you know. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, it's difficult because you know, for example, in one one size, some friends play for Chelsea. Like yeah. uh, Olivier Giroud and Encolo uh, <laughs> Conte, and uh, and the opposite, uh, my friend Paul Pogba, he, he played for Man United. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe free run for Chelsea. Chelsea, Ooh. nice. Chelsea, yeah. Bold, nice. Nice. You, you, you say bold. You, you think United win? I, I, free, <laughs> I think free one's bold as well. To be fair, man. I think, I, I, I think it'll be very tight. We, we can work with Bold. Bold's good. And having seen Chelsea at Newcastle on Sunday, I was yeah, they really were poor, but they almost yeah, switched off. I want yeah. to see a lot of uh, goals. Yeah, yeah. you'll see. Yeah. You get a reaction out of Chelsea. Yeah, but I love football. I love goals. So that's why I say three one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I know to put three goals to Man United. Some sometimes is very difficult, but. With uh, Azar, yeah, Giroud and Morata, yeah, I think they can they can do it. Yeah, uh, Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. pleasure for me. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is Acast recommends. Every week we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. 
Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Perez there joining us on the Mirror Football Podcast. Um, I don't know about you, Alex, but I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely terrific. Um, he's, he's he's very interesting when he talks because he, he kind of you ask him a question and he'll he'll have a slight pause and and you sit down and you wonder oh, and then he will really go into depth about what he is, what his experiences have been, what he thinks. He, he, very nice man as well. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I say he was actually really pressed for time when we were in that interview, but he had absolutely no issues with us kind of running, oh, yeah, he, over, he, running over he, slightly. I mean, he he turned up late. He, 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 didn't, he didn't care either way, did he? He was, he was more than happy to keep talking. Yeah, no, no, he, he was great. He was absolutely lovely, lovely to have him. Um, just quickly, uh, obviously we spoke to him before the Europa League final uh, took place. Um, the Europa League final has now taken place. Um, oh, we have an announcement. Here we go. This is, the, again, apologies that we are in an airport, so every now and again there will be an announcement um, in a foreign language um, but yeah anyway I believe it's French Aaron given we are in Lyon yeah yeah. well I don't know it could be like a Lufthansa flight you know and, and they might announce it in German you never know anyway yeah. so, uh, English now English now, English now. Uh, anyway uh, come on back on subject um, Europa League final has taken place now uh, we were there last night um, quite an exciting game I thought. I thought Marseille came out the blocks really strongly and then Atletico just did an absolute masterclass on them, didn't they? Strangled it, didn't they? I mean, like Marseille showed their hand early on. First, first 10, 15 minutes. Um, he was Valerie Germain with the first effort after three minutes where he really should have scored clean. You can't miss those sorts of chances against Atletico, as Arsenal found out in the semi-final. Um, but Marseille started really brightly and they really tried to stamp their authority on the game, played some nice little patterns. And then Atletico worked their way into it. They weren't helped by Dimitri Payet going off injured, of course. Uh, Florian Tovan, who has had an outstanding season, he was pretty much anonymous. He's had some absolutely horrible reviews in the French papers today. Um, he's been given a two, two out of ten, two out of ten in L'Equipe. Um And then the first mistake that Marseille made, punished by Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so Atletico, very, very worthy winners. Um, I think they were, they, they were always. I think everybody knew they were probably going to win the Europa League by about the round of 16 stage when they were just streaks ahead of everyone else. No, I mean, it's, it's a knockout competition, so it's, it's obviously overly simplistic to just assume that because they are the best team that they will win. I mean, other teams have had chances to knock them out. Arsenal, you know, you're playing 80 minutes against 10 men in that first leg and you go and give it away one all at the end and you bait Arsenal should have done much more. Um, sporting Lisbon in the previous round, uh, I think it was Freddie Montero, 93rd minute in the first leg to get an away goal six yards out and he smashes one over the bar. That would have made it 2-1. And then Sporting took a 1-0 lead in the second leg. So they, they would have been going through it. Completely changes everything. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the end, the, the right side won because they were they were streets ahead of Marseille last night yeah obviously Atletico probably don't like the fact that they've actually played in the uh, Europa League they, they strive for no they're, cha- they're Champions League Champions, yeah. ah, Champions League team aren't they oh yeah absolutely and then they strive to win it obviously they've been in yeah. two finals in it in recent years from what you've seen it, from Atletico there do, do you see a team who can go all the way in the Champions League or, or do they still need fine tuning slightly I think there'll be challenges again next year assuming Antoine Griezmann stays which is, you know, the link with Barcelona isn't going away. 
Um, I think it, this was very important to a lot of those players, Griezmann, uh, Sal Niguez, Koke, who hadn't won a trophy before. You know, Simeone's had great success there, and the experienced guys, Diego Godin, Gabi, Juan Fran, they've been to the Champions League final, they have won La Liga, won Spanish Cups. Um, but those three players I mentioned beforehand had no trophy to their name um, with Ale. So it was vitally important that they got one on the board and they did that with a typically grinding, resolute display. Um, moving forward, it seems very much Simeone's done a good job in the last couple of seasons, kind of bringing through more youth into the, into the first team. It, it was a side that was at the risk of, of getting old together, but he's brought through a number of players. Jan Oblak's young for a keeper. Jose Jimenez at centre-half is, is young, and he's gained a lot of experience in the last couple of years, playing alongside Diego Godin, who remains, as I said, Sal, Koke. Diego Costa's now 30. You know, um, they are moving in the right direction. If you can add a few more touches of quality this summer, then they'll be Champions League challengers next season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'd all want to see them back at that level. Um, moving on, obviously, this weekend in England, we have a, a very big game, uh, a very big game for Chelsea and Manchester United because it's the FA Cup final. Uh, obviously, we spoke to Robert Perez um, briefly about that. Um, but Alex, uh, how do you see this one going? It's, it's two teams who, as, as we said time and time again on this podcast, they have flattered to see if they've underachieved this season. And I know Jose Mourinho goes on his on his rants about oh, how you know it, this United season would have been you know better than you know it yeah. would have been tight. You know they were on the title, taking them to the next level. But he hasn't. He's got them playing really boring football and they're losing to some really really bad football teams. I think both teams have underachieved this season. Um, but so I mean on the back of that does this make this even bigger for those two clubs yeah because you know you look at the way things are now with, with the top six and we're saying it about all of them that they need to win a trophy they need to put trophies on the board it's only a finite amount of trophies that they can actually win and Man City have been streets ahead of them all in the Premier League this season United you know Mourinho is, is correct but in another season they would be challenging for the title it's just that they've come up against a freakish City side but that doesn't excuse the fact that in a number of games they have been pretty dismal you know you look at Brighton the other week where he changed his team a lot he was giving players chances to try and force their way into his FA Cup final plans and they lost 1-0 and those players really were poor you look at Sevilla in the Champions League there's no way United should have been losing to Sevilla over those two legs they should have been easing through, especially after drawing 0-0 in Spain. They should have been taking them to town at Old Trafford, and instead they slept-walked through the first 45 minutes and then were punished in the second 45. Um, Robert was very, very much of the opinion that Chelsea will win this, simply yeah. because they very, have very to. Very bold show, I don't know what, we, see, what we, we said in the interview with him, but 3-1, very, very bold. Yeah, um, he seems to be of the opinion that Chelsea can, like a light switch, just flick it on and off. If they're anything like they were at Newcastle last weekend, they'll be beaten because they were dismal. Yeah, but as I, as I say, um, surely there'll be a reaction from Chelsea. Surely they cannot play like that in a major cup final, and Conte will have had them working hard this week. There's no way Conte will have been happy with that performance and said it's satisfactory or we can coast into the final. He would have had them working extra hard this week, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I fully expect that we're going to see a big, big reaction from Chelsea. You would hope so. I, I'm not as confident in in that as you it is, diff it is difficult for players to just pick it up and put it back down week after week um, 
Conte will want to walk away with a trophy if we, as we assume he does leave. Um, he'll be desperate to walk off with the FA Cup. But Mourinho, you know, if, if he can point to the FA Cup in second place at the end of the season, he'll probably say that's a success because he, as he keeps saying, his team is very much one that he's still trying to rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when he says obviously about rebuilding, there's a lot of players who are very much um, fighting for their places at Manchester United. Um, I mean, Anthony Martial, for example, um, a lot of links with him to leave. Um, he's been re- he's been pretty poor yeah. recently. Yeah, I was Again, just... he was one at Brighton was given a, given a chance and yeah. he was yeah. anonymous. Yeah. So the FA Cup final, in a way, is very much. What I will say, the last they, need, they need Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. If, if he's if he's eighty percent, I reckon he will play. Um, hopefully, he'll be a hundred percent. But without him, they look a bit lightweight up front his, his physicality his ability to turn a defence his ability to hold up play and his goal scoring now it will be huge yeah, yeah absolutely uh, we mentioned Paul Pogba in the interview with Robert um, obviously Robert is, is friends with Paul and obviously didn't particularly go in too hard on him but I don't know about you I see this very much as a very a defining game for Paul Pogba you know, he's, he's a player who has not achieved what he should have done at Manchester United at this point, not putting the same consistent performances that you know people would have expected to him, uh, expected of him. Um, surely he's got to prove he he can do it in in a major cup final. It's a consistency issue, isn't it? He's, he, he, there is no doubting his talent. He is obviously an outstanding footballer on his day, um, but those days don't come around often enough for a player who they have put so much money into, who is so highly thought of as you say it's a it's a big battle whoever wins that battle him and N'Golo Kante on Saturday their side probably comes out winners if Kante shuts Pogba down Chelsea's flair players likes of Hazard will come to the fore if if Kante can't shut him down then you have to think United will go on and win this so quickly before we move on uh, what's uh, what's your score prediction any any difference over there I think United will pinch it I think it'll be tight, but I think Jose Mourinho will have a side there that, as we saw in the semi-final against Spurs, gets the job done. Annoyingly, I agree with you. Um, I, uh, I, th- I, th- I think they're legit. I, th- I think they're legit. I think they're uh, they're a team that get results when they need to get results. Yeah. But it won't be pretty. Apart from you know the obvious, when they're terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another subject, to say, we were going to touch on um, in this kind of short section at the end at the end of the podcast was the England team selection for the World Cup. Um, going to keep this very, very brief, just because there's going to be so much World Cup chat on this podcast in the weeks to come, the build up to the World Cup. Um, however, the team, couple of controversial uh, inclusions and exclusions, um, namely the fact that Joe Hart. And I, don't, I don't don't see Joe Hart as. A controversial exclusion whatsoever, personally. Uh, oh, well, he's gone from England number one, um, literally two years ago, even pretty much 12 months he, ago. He, he, he was still England number one. And, and he did very well in the qualifying campaign at times. No. He made some really good saves. Um, but he's not playing regularly for West Ham. And when he has played this season, he's been error ridden. Yeah. No keeper in the Premier League's made more errors. But to go from being number one to number fourth, because that's what we're saying, maybe even number five if you include Tom Heaton, who obviously isn't on the plane, you know, potentially number five. Chance. No, yeah, Heaton, Heaton's the emergency. Yeah. If one of the keepers gets injured, Heaton's the guy they'll call up, not Joe Hart. 
Yeah. So Joe Hart's gone from number one to number five in a year. Which is the thing is that he obviously he's been number one for so long that being I know I know that the the thing has been that he would have been happy to go as number three. Would he really? Yeah. No, but I mean, if you're if you're Gareth Southgate, are you not thinking you want an experienced head there? Because obviously you've got, you're going to have not, no. you, because you, what, you're, you're going to have a couple of young goalkeepers who what? haven't haven't properly experienced tournament football and the pressures watch, that it has. What's Joe Hart experienced? Failure against Iceland at Euro 2016 when when it slipped through his hands, having let one slip through his hands against Wales in the same tournament. Um, 2012, we didn't pull up any trees. But, but, 2014 out at the group stage he's only experienced failure at, at finals yeah, ok but surely having somebody who's been there in that position who who obviously you, le- you learn from mistakes you, that's the fact in any you walk do, of life you, do, but any ha- walk of life you, you learn from mistakes and Joe Hart obviously has made mistakes with England but surely having an experienced head that has dealt with them pressures as number three almost as in mm-hmm. an advisory role somebody let's be honest how, how many times in a World Cup do you ever see the third choice goalkeeper ever exactly so ever this play? is a pretty pointless conversation then well, it is, but surely, surely there's more benefit to taking an experienced head than it surely, is to taking Nick Pope in this situation. I mean this with the greatest respect to, to Nick Pope because he's had a fantastic season. He's a great goalkeeper. He, right now, he's the better goalkeeper. Okay, but for the for, for the overall squad and the team, maybe the experience. No, Nick Nick Pope's a better goalkeeper mm-hmm. right now, as is Jordan Pickford, as is Jack Butland. They're, they're the right three to take. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, other exclusion, obviously, was Jack Wilshire. Again, Jack Wilshire hasn't played for England since Euro 2016. Yeah. It's not an exclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold is in the team, though, and uh, he's never played for England. I actually think he may start the opener. Okay, because well, it, because it, they're going to play the three at the back. You Carl think Walker, he's going to be the Carl, right winger? Carl Walker's going to play as a right wing back. Um, as the right side of centre-half, rather. Yeah. Trippier has been in position to be the right wing back but the thing with Kieran Trippier is he goes up and down the line brilliantly positionally he's outstanding and his crossing is superb but he he doesn't really have that pace to go and really stretch a team down a flank or he doesn't have a little trick where he can beat an opposing fullback to get a crossing it's kind of it's kind of if the fullback gets tight to him he has to turn back and go backwards and a lot of moves kind of filter out that way when he plays for England and I think Alexander-Arnold's got that little bit more um, pace getting down the flank he's also wonderfully with the, with the ball at his feet he's a wonderful crosser so I don't think you're losing anything in that respect yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he nips ahead of Chippy by the time the first game comes around Yeah, so one thing I've been really impressed with um, Trent Alexander-Arnold this season um, and I, I hate going back to the word passion and mentality but his head's in the right place he seems yeah. mentally really really strong um, he, he seems to want it when he's on the pitch, and uh, that counts for a lot. And I think, as in tournament football, you need to win games quickly. And, and you can't it counts for a lot. And he's made that place his own at Liverpool this season, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, you've, Nathaniel Klein's injury gave him the opportunity. Joe Gomez's injuries. Um, at the start of the season, you very much were looking at it and thinking Joe Gomez was probably going to play more, but that they would be splitting duties. And then, as the season's progressed, every big game it's been Alexander Arnold, and he's learned from both. You know, the two errors were highlighted against Man United and Crystal Palace. He's learned from both of them. He's been outstanding recently. He really has. Uh, as I say, there will be uh, a lot more talk about the World Cup, about England, the squad, uh, certain decisions that are going to come in the next few weeks um, on this podcast that will be building up to the World Cup. Um, very quickly before we go, because uh, we, we're pretty much done now, 
Um, we are going to just quickly mention a, a quick an experience that we had uh, this afternoon just before this recording. Um, we, might, we got to play on the pitch at Leon. Um, it was a, a very kind opportunity from uh, our friends at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Um, just an incredible experience and Alex will not shut up about it, will you? Well, you wouldn't if you scored a hat-trick as well. There we go. Join such illustrious company as Nabil Fakir and Alexander Lacazette as being the only people to score a hat-trick there. So, yeah. There you go, Aaron. There you go. No, I say he, uh, he'll enjoy it. And obviously, I say we, were managed, we were playing in a team managed by Eric Abidal, which was uh, a cool experience. Another team managed by Yuri Jorkaev. Uh, nice man, Eric Abidal. He, he said was, I was talented. Very yeah. talented, I believe, was the quote. He was lovely, but I went off him at that point. <laughs> as, soon as, he, as soon as he said that. Um, they've even got the, um, the confetti cannons back out that they, uh, they showered Atletico with uh, after they lifted the trophy. We, we got Marseille's tape uh, Yeah, we, we, we got the blue... Um, thankfully, we were wearing a blue kit. Yeah. So uh, it, it was worthwhile. But we, uh, yeah, we, we got their blue and white ticker tape. Um, and it was pretty ridiculous but an amazing opportunity and really thank you to the guys at Enterprise um, they've been amazing with us um, in bringing us over here um, but yeah for now uh, that is that is all this podcast unless there's anything else you want to you want to add Alex at this point no I'm okay I think uh, I think we've said it all Just, we've told everyone about my hat trick so we'll leave it at that yeah yeah okay you can continue to blow it on social media as you have done on Facebook I Twitter, haven't I haven't Facebooked it actually I've Posted a picture on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like I, feel I posted like, a picture on Instagram. I feel like I've heard enough of it. I don't really know how to do Instagram properly, though, so that'll go after 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still learning. Yeah, oh. but um, yeah, uh, next week's podcast will obviously be a build up to the Champions League final. Uh, Liverpool playing against Real Madrid. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I, 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 as soon as I knew it was those two teams in the panel, it's a really intriguing game. So I'll be in Valencia, so have um, a nice time. So, um, yeah, Alex will not be back for that podcast. Um, and yeah, well, I, 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 I'll be back. I think I'll be back. I hope I'll be back. Um, so, yeah. Depends uh, we get out of this airport. Yeah, I know. We've got a few. I've got a couple of hours yet. Um, but yeah, if uh, you don't already subscribe to this podcast, uh, you can do on Acast, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. And you can give us a nice, a nice five-star rating if you so please. Uh, but yeah, uh, for now, enjoy uh, all of the. I'm gonna say all the weekend football. There is weekend football. The FA Cup final. The FA Cup final. Almost it. FA Trophy and FA World final. Good luck to the non-league teams in there. But yeah, we'll see you next time. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.